Welcome to another uh, webinar from Palkus. This one in particular is part of the um, or part of our United Through Heritage virtual event series, and we'll get into that a little bit later, talking uh, in specifics about what that series is all about. Uh, my name is Angela Simoz. I'm here with my co-directors, Lidio Pereira from Florida and Denise Borges um, from California. So welcome to, to both of you. Thank you for joining. Um, we're here to make sure that everybody is clear on what it is that Palkus is and what we do, because there's still a lot of questions about, you know, are you a are you are you a club? Are you a fraternal? You know, what do you what exactly do you do? So um, just going to spend a, a few minutes here uh, talking about what it is that Palkus is and, and what we do. All right. So first. Um, this series, the United Through Heritage series is made possible by FLAD, and so we do have uh, a little video um, for that. Levar os portugueses mais longe. Ser uma ponte entre Portugal e os Estados Unidos da América. Esta é a missão da Fundação Luso-Americana para o Desenvolvimento. A FLAD nasceu em 1985 na sequência do Acordo das Lages e por aqui passaram até hoje milhares de pessoas e ideias que ajudámos a transformar em realidade. Promovemos a partilha de conhecimento e experiências através de bolsas de estudo, estágios, prémios e conferências unindo os dois lados do Atlântico. Trabalhamos diretamente com a comunidade portuguesa nos Estados Unidos. Queremos contribuir para que o papel dos luso-americanos seja cada vez mais forte e para que as origens portuguesas sejam continuamente celebradas. Nesta ligação atlântica surgem, claro, os Açores. Pela sua importância geoestratégica de segurança e defesa, científica e cultural, são um ponto essencial na atividade da FLAD. Somos ciência, educação, arte e relações transatlânticas. Há 36 anos a contribuir para o desenvolvimento de Portugal e dos portugueses. So we also have our sponsor to thank Li Corbeirão. Um, they've been a good partner of ours, so we thank them. Also to Portugalia Marketplace in Fall River, Massachusetts. And our sponsors, UMass Lowell, The Navigator Company, and MDVIP, thank you for making this series possible. So what is Palkus? So we've been around for 30 years. Uh, we are the only national organization uh, that advocates on a national level for the Portuguese American community. And so, you know, we're not religious-based. We aren't um, uh, based on, on a particular region. We represent all Portuguese Americans. Uh, no matter where you're from. And our whole mission is to promote the Portuguese uh, culture, our community's accomplishments, uh, professionally, politically, culturally, academically, uh, and foster stronger ties between the US and Portugal. So that is our overall mission. I would strongly encourage everyone to take a look at our annual report. Uh, there actually this year's and, and last year's. Um, it's on our website for everybody to see. So you can actually see the, the, the breadth of uh, initiatives that we uh, undertake every year. And then there's also financial information where you can see that, you know, when it comes to sponsors for these types of, types of events or membership dues or grants that we get, you can see exactly where all of that money um, is spent. Uh, so that way there's complete transparency as to money comes in and money goes out. So uh, I'm not going to read, you know, this whole mission and vision directly. This is on our website as well, uh, but that is our overall mission of the organization. We focus our efforts in three key pillars, advocacy, leadership, and community. 
advocacy from a uh, yes, we work with, uh, you know, our, the caucuses in the uh, House of Representatives and the, um, and the Senate, and we have other uh, government relations contacts, but that's more from a, here's how the Portuguese American community feels about something. We are not a lobbying organization. Uh, in fact, we, we cannot be a lobby organization because of our 501c3 status. So we do work with those caucuses to make sure that they are kept up to date on how the community feels about certain things and the community's position on certain things, um, but we do not uh, influence policy in any way. We have a strong uh, advocacy around Portuguese language and trying to you know, secure funding for, for Portuguese language programs. We do host things like congressional receptions to maintain those relationships. And as many of you know, we have been uh, directly addressing the consular services issues that um, our community is facing uh, throughout, the, throughout the country. And so that's just a sample of, of some of the things that fall under advocacy. Leadership is very much based on youth leadership. Uh, and we've had scholarships and internships and um, things like this for, for a number of years. But one of the newest things that we are that we have launched is the Next Gen Leadership Academy. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but it's really meant to bring together uh, young Portuguese Americans, whether they're still in, in school, young professionals, create a strong network to help each other and also provide the connections that you would need to be successful in your career, um, have workshops to, that will help you be successful in your career, that sort of thing. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's leadership. And then community is really all about how can Palcus serve the Portuguese American community at large? And we do this in a number of ways. At a very basic level, we have a series of webinars like this one. Uh, we have our newsletters that go out uh, both on a weekly and monthly basis. And we are currently the only source of national data in a number of different ways. Uh, we have a, a database of organization, organizations and Portuguese-owned businesses, uh, Portuguese-American elected officials, um, educational opportunities. So every school that offers Portuguese, whether it's a community school, high school, college, um, or, or language uh, school, as well as um, schools or other entities that offer internships, scholarships, that sort of thing. So we have a whole database on that. Um, so, and then of course, there's all the data from our surveys that we do. Um, and then we also, we also promote the arts because we've collaborated on an art, online art gallery. So one thing that you'll see that is not here is business. And that is because the U.S. Portugal Chamber of Commerce is very focused on that. And we partner very closely with them whenever it comes to something regards to business. Um, so not to say that we don't ever touch it, but we, we sort of leave it to, to that group that is solely focused on business and business development. Um, and we join with them whenever it's relevant. So just a little bit more about the advocacy part. When I mentioned Portuguese language funding, we have StarTalk, which is a program uh, at, from the U.S. government that teaches, that provides funding for lesser taught languages. Portuguese used to be a part of that program. Um, it was um, uh, taken out of that program in the last administration. And so we've been working very hard to remedy that and get it uh, reinstated. Of course, you all know about the consular services um, issues. You know, we've sent letters to Secretary Nunes. We have been hosting these Q&A webinars, answering questions from the community. And all of those webinars are recorded on our Facebook page, but you can also go to our dedicated page, uh, 
palkis.org slash consular resources to see all of the, uh, those recordings as well as lots of other questions and information that you might have about how do I apply for this and what kind of paperwork do I need for that, that sort of thing. Um, we've done a number of surveys. We've done two um, you know, index surveys, but one in particular we did is a voter trend survey. It's the first time there's ever been a data point specifically about how do Portuguese Americans vote. Um, so that information is on our website if you're curious to, to hear what the results of that were, it's, it's there. And then hopefully most of you have heard of our Make Portuguese Count campaign, <clears throat> which we ran over the last two years to ensure that Portuguese Americans were counted in the 2020 census. And you might think that we have been counted before, but this was the first time that we actually had a code assigned to Portuguese, um, as well as Azorian and Madeiran. And so we, we actually, this is the first complete count that we will have in more than 20 years. Now, the, the census did come out with some data recently, but it did not include the, um, the, uh, the ethnic data that would actually say how many Portuguese are, are in the country right now. So that's coming at a later date. Uh, and then we have ongoing initiatives like our Politicus podcast, which I host, co-host with Dinesh. Um, we're constantly recruiting new members to the Portuguese American Caucus and Friends of Portugal. And we mentioned the database. Um, at any point, if you have questions, please you know, pop your questions into the Facebook chat and we'll answer them live. If you're joining us on Zoom, just put them in the Zoom chat um, and happy to answer those. When it comes to leadership, again, we launched our Next Gen Leadership Academy. That is being led by uh, Jordan Thomas, one of our directors, along with Manny Antunes and Jack de Oliveira. It's, this group is completely driven by young Portuguese Americans. So, you know, we provide uh, resources and support and guidance whenever needed, but this really is meant to be an initiative um, for young Portuguese Americans by young Portuguese Americans. Um, and I'm we're, I'm excited to say that at some point we will be launching a podcast where the hosts are young Portuguese Americans. And it's, so it's all about what does this, what does the new generation care about? What do you want to talk about? And what do you want your community to look like? Um, we, have, uh, we have a scholarship program that we have been running for a number of years. And we're always looking for new scholarship patrons. So if you have, uh, would like to start a, start a scholarship in honor of a family member, uh, or dedicated to a particular industry like medical or the arts or something like that, that's definitely something that we can help with. Uh, our internship program, we usually, uh, we partner with the Study in Portugal Network, which is a program out of FLAD, to focus all of our internships in Portugal. However, as you know, with COVID, uh, we haven't been able to have summer internships for the last couple of years. And so what we have done is we've um, had virtual internships, and that has um, actually helped us as, as much as it has helped the interns, because it's still given them an opportunity to do an internship, get class credit, uh, give them experience and something to put on their resume. So it's been a great win-win for, for everyone. We're very hopeful that we will be able to resume the internships in Portugal in 2022 through SIPIN. And then some of the other ongoing initiatives that we have, we have an MOU with Catholica University in, in Lisbon, which is a, a four-year fellowship. Um, they give five every year. One is dedicated uh, to a Palkus member. So for those of you that are looking to study abroad, if you are interested in attending Catholica, please apply to this program. Uh, you do have to be a PALCAS member to get the one that's dedicated for, for PALCAS. Um, we also have a couple of um, pages on Facebook that would be interesting. Um, info for Portuguese students. So we're always posting 
information about scholarships, internships, uh, study abroad programs, that sort of thing. So follow that. Um, and if you have uh, a request of us to uh, see the database of educational opportunities, uh, please email us at palkus.palkus.org and we're happy to send you uh, any information that you're looking for. Um, when it comes to community, again, this is probably our largest initiative because there's so much to do. You can see here, you know, we again, we have the newsletters that are monthly. We have the Friday news that goes every, every Friday and actually has job listings that um, uh, is jobs for Portuguese speakers. Uh, and we also have members only newsletters because we are really building up uh, our, our membership benefits. And Elidi was going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we have webinars and our virtual national conference. We've done a lot more virtually. We have our Portuguese American online gallery. It's a permanent exhibit. It's not something that we put up for a little while and we'll take down after a year or so. This is meant to be a permanent online exhibit to showcase uh, visual art in our community of any kind. Uh, so if you are an artist or you know an artist, uh, I encourage you to visit the website and send us your work so we can feature you on the site. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we're the only source of national data for the community. And so if anybody ever has to ask the question, well, how many you know, businesses are owned by Portuguese Americans in the country? Or how many schools um, offer Portuguese language? We currently are one of the only sources of data and we're constantly adding to that data and constantly doing research. So the data is kind of always changing. Um, however, uh, we are the, the only ones dedicated to that. Um, we've also helped to launch some new networks. So after our national conference a couple of years ago, the Portuguese Amer American Bar Association was founded. Uh, and then last year, the Portuguese American Women's Empowerment Alliance was born out of um, the Palkus Initiative. And then another initiative that is being worked on by some other members is a Luzo Health Network. So anybody that's in the healthcare field or medical field uh, looking to create a network for those individuals to, again, not only help each other, but look at, is there an opportunity to do more um, health research and health education within our community around specific um, diseases or conditions that are, are prevalent in our community? And then with COVID-19, we had a number of different efforts to support the community as best we could. Uh, and so hopefully some of you um, saw all of those posts and efforts last year. So this particular series, the United Through Heritage, it launched um, last Friday and it's gonna go through the end of the year. It was actually some suggestions by some members. We started hosting member only discussions virtually and it was at the beginning of the year, we were coming off of the, the uh, election, you know, things just nationally, uh, Portuguese or not, uh, there was a lot of tension, things were kind of tumultuous. And so there was this talk about how do we bring our community back together and how do we, you know, get rid of this tension and so that we all can all work together again. And it was suggested that why don't we focus on what we all have in common, which is our heritage. And so this idea was born that we would have this series of, of webinars that highlighted all the things that we love about being Portuguese, the music, the food, uh, the arts, uh, everything. And we can even have uh, sessions that talk about our community. And so that's actually what our national conference will focus on this year. Uh, we will focus on how do we want the future of our community to look? What do we need to do to keep it going? Um, and so uh, you will see a number of uh, virtual events 
posted throughout the um, the year uh, from this point on with this logo, United Through Heritage. Uh, and we hope that this does foster a sense of coming together. And despite all of our political or uh, differences and differing opinions, we can at least always come together around our heritage. So I've been talking a lot uh, you know, in, in the last few minutes, I'm going to stop and, and ask uh, you or Dinesh if you have any comments that you'd like to add. Um, also to see if we have any uh, questions. So, Lidia or Dinesh, anything you'd like to add? <laughs> I'll let you lead you answer first if he, if he does. That's fine. You know, you you know, you are the most important person here, besides the the chair women. So we, you know, <laughs> I'm just following you. I'm on top of the, just just the picture, but you know, I'm on the bottom. Well, the 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 thing that I just like to to reinforce it's that we are not an elite group. We are open for everybody. You know, because maybe in a, in the beginning or a few years back. Uh, Palcos was like uh, a group just for elite people. No, we are open for everybody. And and when I talk about the membership, I will let everybody know that yes, we are open. We are open. We are not an elite group, and we are a non-profit organization. Great, great point. I think I could just add, uh, Angela. I know that you have, we're going to continue to have probably some questions as well from those following mm -hmm. us. But, um, you know, perception is everything. And so sometimes uh, folks, you know, have a, a tendency to look at this organization or another. And I think the Palkus might be probably the most misunderstood organization in the United <laughs> States of America Possibly, yeah. because of the <clears throat> folks in the communities, whether it be the East Coast or the West Coast. We tie a lot of the Portuguese American organizations to the local clubs. You know, where's your hall at? I've heard someone right. actually asked me that one time. Uh, where is your sport? Where is your club at, located at? What city? I know you're a national organization, but what city do you have the, the, the headquarters of the club? And so <clears throat> for so many years, the Portuguese American community was tied and still is to the local club, the local hall. And so uh, to conceptualize a national organization that is an advocacy group for the continuation of the Portuguese presence in the United States to promote and to, you know, and, and, and to forge coalitions, it's a little bit different concept. And so uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons why sometimes folks still have a question about Palkus um, and, and it's going to take a lot of work. It's not something that's going to disappear overnight. And I think the younger generation certainly understands um, the need for national organizations and that not everything is tied around to a building and to, you know, uh, uh, whatever type of organization we may have had, and they were important and still are, but some things that were of utmost importance 100 years ago have a little bit different take today. And I like they yep. will have 25 or 30 years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you both. Um, something that's very important for everyone to understand is all the work that we do is done by an all-volunteer working board. So we do have one program coordinator that we pay. Um, she is our, our only uh, paid employee. Her name is Grassi Camillo. You hopefully maybe have talked to her when you've called the office. Um, she helps run our newsletter. She updates our website and things like that. But when it comes to running NextGen, running the webinars, running the podcast, hosting these events, doing the congressional receptions, 
writing the letters to our, our legislators, all of those things, everything that you see in our annual report is done by our board and it, we're all completely voluntary. Um, meaning we don't have our travel reimbursed. We don't have a, a mileage stipend. We don't have our, um, you know, we even buy our own gala tickets when we go to the gala. So uh, there is no financial perks in, in any way, shape or form. We all, we all do this for the love of the organization and the love of the community. So I think it's very important for everyone to understand. So how are we funded? Uh, the biggest uh, two sources of um, funding for us are grant submissions. So whether that's we're submitting a grant request to FLAD, organizations like FLAD, or to the Portuguese government or the Azorian government. Uh, and there's also been a few US uh, agencies that we have applied to grants for in the past. Our membership dues is a big one, um, and Levy, as I'm sure, is going to touch on that. And then we try to have some other fundraisers to diversify um, our, our income. So we have the, uh, but a lot of the fundraisers are also program specific. So, for example, the ornaments that we do every year, that goes towards either the scholarships or the internships. So that goes towards education. We do have an end of year social campaign, uh, Giving Tuesday, where you know we ask people to just make general donations, and then sometimes we'll have local events. We have a few things for sale on our site, um, t-shirts and cards and things like that. Uh, we did launch a business marketing program, which is uh, I think pretty unique in the in the community as far as an organization having a, a providing an opportunity for businesses to advertise their products and services. Um, but it's been quite successful so far. And uh, so if, if anybody has, you know, a product or service, whether it's food or clothing or uh, legal services or anything like that, I'd be happy to give you more information. And then sometimes we have in-kind services donated by individuals or businesses specifically for events. So someone donates wine, someone donates the flowers, things like that. Um, Amazon Smile, you know, it's a great opportunity for us that I think we could bring in so much more. So if you're shopping on Amazon anyway, all you have to do is designate Palkus as your charity of choice. And a small percentage of every purchase you make will be donated to Palkus. So it's not that you have to you know, do anything different or buy anything more. Um, you just have to designate us as your charity. And then there are the options to donate, uh, have donation matching through your employer. So if you're, you know, even your membership dues, you can say as a donation and see if your, your employer will match your donation. So I think the next one is membership. So I'm gonna let leave you take this one. Okay, uh, it's, I've been in charge of membership since, since I joined Paul as a director. And the, the, what I, I'm going to read what you can, what you are already seeing it on top. It's anyone can be a member of Palkus. Yes, anyone can be, and that's there. It's very affordable to be a member. Uh, as as uh, Angela said it like twice or three times, we are an organization, a non-profit organization, and we are all volunteers. So we don't gain anything in dollar amounts to be a director. But of course, being a, a realization, we have our regular uh, business expenses. And the mainly, mainly uh, area that we always focus is to have more scholarships. For us to have uh, our yearly scholarships, right now we have five, we are shooting for 10 or even more, 
we need to have members, paying members. And as you can see, the, the young Portuguese Americans, they only pay $25, so they can apply for those scholarships or for the programs that Angela mentioned in Portugal with the Catholica. The general membership is $50, $50 a year. Of course, we'd like to have everybody to be at least an associate that it's $100, or even better, if it's a charter member, $500. But right now, and because, again, we are not an elite group, and anyone can be a member of Palcus, why don't you give us an opportunity to be at your service, sending you every single week and monthly our newsletter? In our newsletter, you can see everything that uh, uh, Angela mentioned during this webinar. And that is the, our way to thank you to be our member. I'll do, I'll do what you should do to just be a member. What you have to do, very, very easy. Please send us your email and we will be glad to send you the, the first newsletter and on your newsletter, we have all the instructions for you to be uh, a member of Palcos. Again, not an elite group. Palcos, it's a, it's a service of the community. And everybody, anyone can be a member. And we are a nonprofit organization. And all the directors are volunteers. So we are doing that for a cause. The cause is we are trying to help and make Palcos none within the United States. So please just send us your email. And uh, when we get it, we will send you the newsletter, the monthly newsletter, the weekly newsletter, we do not charge for the newsletters. And you can have all the instructions in, that, in those newsletters so you can be able to sign as a member. Okay, it's what I want to have, you know, I, I already begged so many times, I don't know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lydia. We actually have our first question um, from Facebook. Um, we need the communities to know that it's not an, e an elite East Coast group. Have you ever considered having local chapters of Palkus? So I, I feel like, and I would love to have Lydia and, and Denise comment on this, because it's something that we as a board have talked about a lot. Uh, and I. I think the biggest, um, I guess, concern is uh, maintaining the chapters. It's a lot of work, right? Um, so I don't know if Dinesh or Lee, do you have thoughts on that? But it, it is something that we have discussed. I think it's, I think it's something that needs to continue to be discussed um, because it, it's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the organizations that are national do have local chapters and maybe we could uh, continue that discussion and maybe even do it at a regional basis it's kind of tough but you know a regional basis um uh because it is it is tough to have uh the community is changing so much and i think the new census that's why we're all looking forward we're all hanging on to our seats uh for the new ancestry information from the u.s census you know because Ancestry information, um, as I explained in a radio program that I have here in California, that uh, Angela is kind of almost like co-host. She's been uh, the guest so many times, which is the um, the 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 information upcoming is really important for us because our community has changed so much. 
we, you know, Elidio is in Florida, and I'm sure he remembers Florida not having as many Portuguese Americans as it has today. Sure. And That's we true. all know about the different parts of California that at one time had not did not have any Portuguese Americans, and the East Coast the same thing. It's not the the community is not basically New England, New York, and and um, and New Jersey, and then California. There's uh, folks in the Portuguese American community all up and down the Eastern Seaboard, and all the way in California, Oregon, Washington, and some of the Western states. So, to start some um, local councils or chapters, um, it would be, I believe, a very good idea. But we'd have to be kind of, you know, how do you upkeep them is is very very important. And I would be only concerned with if we go back to in, in time. In other words, do we go back and just make a council in New Jersey and then one in California? But what about, you know, the, the folks in, in, in Arizona and Washington or whatever? So we might even think of a regional chapters or something like that. But it would it, we are a huge country. And that is one right. of the challenges I feel for Palcus is how do you maintain it? At a you know a, a, a national presence, but at the same time, as it's been said many times, all politics is local. So how do you right. maintain the local feeling? So it's it's something that I think the board needs to continue to discuss. Well, and I would say you know for anyone out there listening, and especially if you are a Palkus member, or if you're not and you're looking to get involved, um, you know it would need to be led by folks on the ground, right? Folks who are local. So yeah, exactly. that's something. Yeah, exactly. If that is something that you think you might want to take on, you know, which might mean hosting a, a meeting every quarter or something like that, you know, we, we would have to kind of figure out what the details of that are. It doesn't have to be a huge ask, right? It just, you just have to have a point person. But point I mean, um, we are, I have to say that the other thing too is uh, in addition to us not being elite is that we have taken so many suggestions from our membership and from the community and implemented those suggestions. So we don't just say, we want your ideas and then do anything with them. We, we actually do take them and, and incorporate them. And sometimes they become a big program like United Through Heritage. And sometimes, you know, this Palkus member badge was actually a member suggestion as well. So we do truly take the feedback from the community and incorporate it into our agenda and our programs. Um, so this concept of local chapters, if there are people willing to uh, work with us to, to make that happen, then please let us know because that is definitely something that we can make happen. All right, so moving on. Um, oh, I just, I did wanna talk a little bit about the business marketing program just because it is so, I feel so unique and it also is quite affordable. So for example, you know, if you, if you have, um, a food uh, site or an apparel site, or you're offering legal services. And I will say we get a lot of requests from both here in the U.S. and in Portugal for legal services, specifically immigration legal services. Um, you know, how can I, um, I want to move to Portugal or I have a, my cousin wants to move here. How can I, you know, get them starting to apply for a visa or, you know, residency, that sort of thing. So we get a lot of those types of inquiries. Um, so that could, you know, if you are in that field, you know, advertising your services there, you know, could be quite good. But again, you can see it's $25 to host a to support a podcast, um, $100 to, for a dedicated webinar, a dedicated newsletter is $150. So, I mean, they're, they're quite affordable. So I 
definitely please consider um, doing this with us and, and you get the results. We will send you how many people opened the newsletter, how many people clicked on it, how many views you got on your website or your webinar, that sort of thing. We do provide that information. Um, there is power in partnerships and that is a, a philosophy that we have embraced for a very long time. And so this is just a, a sample of the, um, the partners that we uh, are working with. And I'm realizing that PBBI is not on here. So this is a very outdated slide. Denise, I apologize for that. We'll update it for, for tomorrow's webinar. Um, but yeah, Fresno State, we do a lot with PBBI. Uh, we do a lot with CPAC as well. Um, so again, if your organization is looking to partner with us, if you have a program you'd like us to, to share with the community, um, this is definitely something that we are very, very open to and, and uh, ask for. Um, a quick highlight that we are very excited about a new web and mobile platform that we are going to be launching. Um, and it will be very interactive. So if you can imagine Facebook and Yelp all in one, but all about the Portuguese community, that's what this is going to be. So it will not only be a website where you can find all the information about the programs and initiatives that we do, but there will be forums, there will be databases, there will be maps, there will be um, all sorts of uh, great information and ways to interact with other members, um, groups, and then all of that will also be on a mobile app. Um, and all of it's for free. You, you do have to register to create a profile, but all of it will be available to free, for free to the community. Um, so we're very, very excited about that. And we hope to be uh, launching it at the beginning of October. So a little longer than we initially thought. We thought we, we'd be launching it last October, but um, we wanted to make sure we got it right and uh, you know, built all the functionality into it that we, we thought was important. And that, that wraps up um, um, uh, our presentation. I hope that we answered some questions about Palkis. I encourage everyone to visit our website and become a member today. Um, as Elidia showed you, you know, it's very $50, uh, $100 a year. Uh, it's quite affordable. It's less than what you spend on coffee in a week, I think. Um, so if you uh, would consider uh, visiting our site, or at least, as he said, signing up for our, our newsletter. Um, that would be a great first step. Um, and so I don't know that we have any other questions right now, but I, I think um, we covered all the main points. Um, any, anything else you'd like to add? Maybe, maybe actually, I would like to ask Elidio and Denise to share um, why you both chose to become part of uh, the board of directors for Palkus. Okay, now this time I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> Age before <laughs> age before beauty. Mm. Uh, I always I know uh, I knew I met the, the founders of the Palks thirty years uh, ago, so nineteen ninety, and uh, I always thought that I could help uh, a little bit more than uh, what I saw in the past. Palks it's an organization that it's actually caters everything towards the, 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 the community. And I've been involved with the community since 1982. Actually, I immigrated to the United States in 1978. So in 1982, I started getting involved with the community. And uh, I didn't have too much time professionally. I had, was uh, really busy. But when uh, I had my first chance 
to join Palcos, I really grab it so fast because I really believe that Palcos being a non-profit organization is at the Portuguese community service. And that is what I love about Palcos. I've been here for almost uh, two and a half years. And I'm very proud to say that I, I already brought to quite a few new members to Palcos. And I know that after this webinar, we're going to get more. So please, again, everybody can be a member. Just try to send us your email or just uh, uh, get out the information from www.palcos.org. Thank you. And uh, well, uh, uh, certainly it leads you shames us all, directors, and when it comes to getting new members. I mean, he, uh, uh, I get one member and I'm very happy, and then the next week it leads you gets ten. So you know, then I, <laughs> then I then I'm very sad that I only got one member. Uh, but um, why did I? Well, I have to be very honest. I joined Palcos because Angela forced me. But uh, uh, you know, the uh, I begged. Uh, no, you didn't beg, but uh, I was enticed. Let me put it this way. I've had, uh, you know, uh, a relationship. I've known about Palka since it existed. And uh, uh, in the beginning, I actually had some words of criticism for what I believed was a little bit of an elitist uh, touch to it. Uh, although there's nothing wrong with elites because they, they changed the world, you know, for the good and for the, and, and for the worse. But um um indeed angela enticed me to join and to and, and 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 to be part of the group and i'm glad i have i don't know it's been probably five years or so and um and i've especially learned a lot from all the different directors i think it's an opportunity to to learn uh i've met a lot of interesting people and um and the other thing about it is this sense um i believe that we do need a national organization uh, firmly, I believe that we have been lacking by not having a national organization that engages with the community. And I have to give kudos to Angela for her leadership the last half a dozen years, because as a chairperson, because she has uh, brought that new level of engagement to Palcus with the community uh, uh, nationwide. And so I believe that, you know, if we don't have a national voice, um, it'll be detrimental for the future of the community because the community is very different. And I've learned to appreciate a couple of things from Palcos that I don't know what we would do if we didn't have Palcos. For example, some of the things that Angela mentioned when it came to taking a stand on uh, things that, um, you know, we all have taken stands, you know, and those of mm -hmm. us who are public a little bit more than others, we take our own personal stance and sometimes we get criticized and sometimes we, uh, you know, we get chastised and sometimes we we get actually a compliment or two. But the I think it, it takes courage for a national organization to take a stand uh, on things that uh, are for the betterment of our country, because it is our country. You know, we are our all uh, Portuguese Americans, but the majority of them actually are not Portuguese Americans. They're Americans of Portuguese ancestry, such as Angela. You know, Elidio and I can never be an American of Portuguese ancestry because we were born in Portugal. So we are Portuguese Americans. <laughs> right. We were Portuguese for a while, whether it was 10 years or 20 years or 15 years or five months. Um, however, so that and then some of the webinars, some of the tackle, some of the things like the webinar that Angela and I co-hosted and it could have been anybody else. And I hope that people will have new people, as Angela said, doing the, the uh, co-hosting of different things. 
but um, the one on the LGBTQ rights and uh, in the community. Uh, I think these things, you know, are very important. I think they need to be ongoing conversations, and I hope that Palkus will continue. I'm sure we will, uh, because these topics will con- need to be discussed. It's good for the Portuguese-American community to have a place independently of ideology where folks can discuss some of the issues right. that are pertinent, that are important to us, whether we look at it from the right, the center, or the left. It doesn't make any difference. Um, and I think that's exactly what Balkus provides. It provides this opportunity for, for us to discuss these, these, these things that are changing in our community. And, that are, and I love the theme, United Through Heritage, because indeed, you know, um, we do need to be united through heritage. Our heritage brings us all together independently where we are in the political spectrum. And I think the other thing that I that I give out a, a big shout out to Angela and the board, the entire board, and Angela's chairperson is bringing new Portugal to the communities. Um, that is very very important. Um, Angela just participated in an event that she mentioned the CPAC was part of. We partner a lot with uh, with Palcus. Both of us are on the, both boards. And um, and one of the things that one person, one young person, which I learn a lot from every day, mentioned was that these things that are happening in Portugal that sometimes we don't talk about in the community, because a lot of times in the community, folks that are second, third, and fourth generation, they may have a sense of Portugal from what they're parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents told them. And, you know, there's this new Portugal, this new Portugal that has uh, opportunities for all of us that are here in the United States, but also this new Portugal that has a different idiosyncrasy. Uh, This new Portugal has some of the most liberalized uh, uh, drug policies in in the Western world that the that Canadian uh, uh, people, that Canadian legislators have gone to Portugal and and American legislators to learn about this new process and how do you deal with with drug use and drug abuse. Um, You know, some of the most uh, progressive laws, you know, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, to when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, racism and some of the other issues that all societies are, are and refugees that all societies are dealing with. Portugal, this this new Portugal is really taking a step in in a very very updated version that sometimes in the communities we don't know. And kudos to Palcus that I really enjoyed that brings these other. Uh, issues that other organizations are not going to ever bring up. Uh, and, and it's not a, a knock on anyone. It's just because that's not their nature. I mean, if you are a Holy Ghost Society, Festa, you are, you exist because you're going to have the Holy Ghost Society feast, the Festa. Uh, if you are a folklore group, you're promoting folklore group from Minho or from Algarve or from Adeida or the Azores. If you are a soccer club, you know, or a club, an athletic club, you're promoting soccer and other sports. And so, Palcus not having uh, that uh, those strains or, or or those possibilities. It depends how you look at it. We deal with other aspects that are important for the community as well. So I think I think it's it's a way for us all to bridge together and to unite through heritage, through this new version of Portugal and this new version of the community. So you know, kudos to everything that's being done, and hopefully more and more members. Uh, we need to uh, 
have uh, a, a wider membership in all 50 states. It would be great. Mm-hmm. I know that we have, you know, at one time maybe Palkas had, you know, people in seven or eight states. Now it's probably 20 or more, but right. it would it'd be, be ha- I would love to see the day that we have members in all 50 states. I think we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, those are all really great points. And, it, and in fact, one of the sessions of our national conference is going to be the community, the new communities that are evolving in states like Arizona and Texas and even Oregon. And, uh, you know, there's lots of new communities evolving. South Carolina, I think, is a, you know, a, a burgeoning community. So uh, to your point, uh, yes, we are expanding and doing new things. And, and I have to say personally, and I've been involved with the organization for more than 20 years, but in the last few years, it's been so nice to be able to, hey, let's try something new and we try it and it works great. If it doesn't work, then maybe we don't do it again. But uh, the team that we've built has been very accommodating and open and uh, it's been it's been a, a, a great few years for sure. And so um, thanks everybody for attending. Um, Dinesh and Elidia are actually going to do a Portuguese language version of this same presentation tomorrow. So if you know some folks that you that think would uh, prefer to, to hear this information in Portuguese, that will be available tomorrow. So we encourage you to join. Can um, I just add that uh, one thing, yeah. Angela? And that is sure. it leads you so everyone will understand. It leads you will do mainland Portuguese accent and I will do Azorian accent. <laughs> well, okay, I, I, so, you know, don't be afraid that if you're not, you know, we're going to have both accents on there. So. And, and I'll try to do one from everyone of the islands of the Azores because there are nine distinct accents. And, and we'll will also, will also try to do accents from mainland, from Portugal, north, north, from, north, from, north, from, north, from Puerto, will, all the way I, down I, to Algarve. I will, I will say Vinho instead of Vinho. So uh, <laughs> uh, before, before we finish, uh, I forgot to mention uh, the person that actually invited me and uh, showed me everything about the Palks before I joined the, the, this organization. His name is Fernando Rosa. I cannot, uh, you know, skip my mind, but now I know that we had this couple of seconds for me to finish. And, uh, you know, yes, I, I enjoy every minute to be a Pocos director. And I thank uh, Fernando Rosa to invite me to be one. And tomorrow, yes, tomorrow I'm going to feel, feel like a fish in the water because uh, Portuguese is my, is my native tongue, as you guys know. and. Uh, Join that with my good friend Denise Borges is going to be outstanding. Just to say the and, we'll, we'll, and we'll say some Portuguese American words like freeze oh. machine and everything else. Freeze the machine and parquear and parquear on the street. No, we will, we will see. <laughs> Excellent. All. all right, everybody. Thank you so much and have yeah. a great rest of your day. Okay. Right. Take care now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.